With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hold on. Let me turn it off. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to You Are Okay. We're powered by Blog Talk Radio. We're glad you could join us this morning, this afternoon, or later on in the week, whenever it is, that you may download the podcast to your iPod, maybe, or your iPhone or an RSS feed, et cetera. Uh, my name is Bob, and my co-host, Mara, and my other co-host, Brian, are here with me this morning. Good morning. How are you all doing? Good, Good morning. I'm doing great. And you, Brian? I'm fantastic. Good. And how are you, Bob? I'm great. Had I woken up a little bit earlier, I'd be better, but <laughs> I guess I needed the rest. <laughs> I guess you did. I have to tell you, that's the one thing I thought for the first uh, day and for Friday and Saturday. I've been in Santa Fe here two days. I slept so late I couldn't even recognize it. I felt like I must be a teenager sleeping so much, so I was tired. I understand being tired. So how are you guys doing? How was your week? Brian, tell us about your week first, and we'll go to Bob. Well, last weekend I was out. um, As you know, I wasn't on the show because I was out camping last weekend, and that was a fun time, camping for three days. And then after, when I got back, I was back to business as usual and got back on Friday, um, did my show yesterday, and here I am today. So it's been kind of a, a free-flowing, not standing still week, but yet not hectic. That's great. That's great. I know um, you were uh, camping with uh, one of the meetup.com groups that you do things with. Is that right? Uh, no. This is another group okay. of friends that I met four years ago. Okay. All right. Wrong thing. I uh, just introduced a friend for those listeners out there who feel lonely and would like to have someone to do some things with. And, you know, because it's always fun to have someone to chat about what you're seeing. Uh, There's this wonderful uh, website called meetup.com that uh, Brian introduced me to that we just looked up here in Santa Fe. And we were amazed at the number of opportunities here, not in the small town I live. How about you, Bob? Tell us about your week. Oh, I had a great week. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Okay. You can leave it at yeah. Usually I say I have a very chaotic week and that, you know, every wow, life is, you know, kind of crazy. But, you know, I had a great week and look forward to many more great weeks. Amen. Look forward to many more great to you. Yeah, blessings to you on that. Blessings. I had uh, an exhausting week. My, I think we, chaos, life is a bit chaotic to begin with, you know, just, just living in life. Um, and I know last night I was sitting here with my friend and we were meditating and you could just feel the chaos around. And then I thought, how nice to have a friend to sit and meditate with. And I want to share something with you guys. Um, that because you are the two who do the the uh, centering exercises for us, it was interesting because she I I came to realize as she and I were talking that every, everybody doesn't understand what a deep breath is, and if you'll recall when I was in or I can recall for myself I can't speak for others when I was in like first grade. My mom used to tell me that no one could hold their breath for a minute. So I came to realize that her deep breath was like that breath holding for a minute experience. She would take in this giant deep breath, and then as you guys, and we are all going through the process of meditating, she's trying to hold that breath until she gets to the crown chakra. And so she's about ready to fall over, and her face is getting red. And she says, I need to look at you, because obviously I'm still breathing and talking. You know, what's going on? And she was totally surprised when I showed her that, you know, when you're using your nose, what you do is you just keep 
pulling little breaths in to add it up, add up to the big giant breath. You don't have to take one long, 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 completely long breath and then hold it for however long until everybody's ready to blow out. So for those listeners out there, um, I think everyone has a different. How do you do yours, Bob? Do you pull in one long breath like, uh, you know, and see if you can hold it through the whole thing, or do you do like I do and kind of refill it periodically? Well, you know, I usually, and this probably comes from a yoga class at some point, I usually will start with the first breath and counting to six and pulling up, you know, pull air in for six seconds and then blow out. Mm -hmm. And then increase that to pulling in the air for eight seconds and then letting air out for eight seconds and then go up to ten seconds, which is about as far as I can as I can go is about ten seconds of pulling air in directly. And then if I want to hold it longer, you know, just depends. I usually only go to ten. Sometimes I'll try twelve and then I'll need to stop and then kind of sniff in some air or snort in some air, I guess, so to speak, to to fill the lungs a little more because my my goal is always to fill my lungs as far as I can when I'm doing breathing exercises and then exhale as much of the air as possible until I'm at, you're almost gasping because you let out all of the air. Yeah, now I don't breathe out. I, I do keep pulling air in all the way through all the chakras and then I breathe out after the crown chakras. What I do is I replenish my reserve pulling in. But I think that if you had multiple breaths, it doesn't matter as long as you're remembering to breathe. But I do, because I I was reading a meditation site recently that suggested that when you're breathing in, you should try to breathe in for 30 seconds and exhale for 10. And and I realized that for the most part, so that you guys know, that's what we do because I'm watching the clock here. For the listeners, you may not know, we actually have real switchboards on this show. And I can watch the clock. And normally the lead up is somewhere around two to three minutes of just the first three deep breaths. But I don't exhale. I just keep adding in. How about you, Brian? What do you do? Well, I usually don't... Um breathe while thinking about the the chakras. But when I think about times that I did that, I usually take just one big deep breath in, but I can take a really, really long deep breath in. There you go. Um, You do one deep breath. Good. Yes. Okay, so now, folks, what you've heard is you have three different people, three different approaches, But the most important thing is you don't have to get all red in the face and feel like you're starving for air. That's not the point. (laughs) You know, we don't want you to think that you're connecting with God. You're not going to be able to meditate if you're turning blue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you to think that you're you're suffering from lightheadedness when you start getting that electric charge, that kind of fairy dust feeling of connecting with the other side. That's because you really are connecting with the other side. <laughs> yeah. Your brain's not breathing, but <laughs> there's a reason you're seeing the light. <laughs> So I've learned something about breathing I wanted to share with you all. That was probably one of the the highlights of of the week so far was just that kind of revelation. And today's topic for those of you who uh, would like to talk is, I know you, but how? It's kind of talking about that synchronicity of meeting people or being in places where you feel like you've been there before. And uh, what does that really mean? Some people might call that past lives, by the way. Uh, which is an interesting idea. I guess for me, if God is grand enough to have me come this life, he's grand, he or she is grand enough for me to come as many lives as I choose to come. So I'm not one bit intimidated by the past light idea. But our phone number here is 646-595-3584. And ah, so we're going to talk about weather for a minute because we were doing that before we checked, before the, we came on board. What's it like there in Austin, Bob? Seems very nice. <laughs> like I said, I, for the folks in the audience, I usually get up and do some research before the show, and I even had some things on my mind that I was going to look up, and I woke up early this morning and said, you know, I'm going to set the alarm for 9 and forgot to set it for the weekend, 
uh, mode. And I woke up about five minutes before I was laying on the couch and fell back to sleep and woke up about five minutes before the, the show and went, Ugh. I, I, could, I kind of thought at first, no, I must be dreaming. <laughs> and, <then I'm, laughs> and, I'm and then I realized, no, I guess I really just needed the sleep. So um, I really hadn't had a chance other than to open the door to let the dog out. <laughs> and it looks pretty good out there. It looks pretty good. Um, Yesterday was very nice. I spent the day by the pool with the friend and had a great time. And how's the weather there in Santa Fe? Well, it's kind of interesting because in the afternoons, I think it's kind of typical Santa Fe weather. The clouds come in and it gets a little dark and looks like there's going to be a thunder cloud and a few drops of rainfall. But um, overall, it's it's perfect. The temperature is perfect. Um, you know, the everything seems wonderful. Yesterday went to the farmer's market and we were outside and the sun was warm, but not that beating down heavy, you know, strong light because Santa Fe is, is in the mountains, for those of you who haven't been here. Um, I think that everyone has probably, whether they recognize it or not, I believe everyone has a soul home, a place that they go that they just immediately feel at peace and safe when they're there. And um, some people have it within their homes. I have a place like that within my home, but the most powerful soul home I have is here in Santa Fe. And um, I, I really encourage people to find places that they feel safe in and then to make a practice of spending some time there. And here it, it's been a wonderful, wonderful trip. Uh, clear skies, periodic, low-hanging, voluminous, I think they call them columbus, yes, clouds. Tommy? Cumulus. Cumulus clouds. Cumulus, thank you. I know, starting the first beginning. Cumulus clouds, and uh, it's been wonderful. And Brian, how about there in California, our California connection? It is 61 degrees right now, a beautiful overcast day. I love these kind of mornings because I know that later today it's going to kind of be distant dissipated by the sun, and it will warm up, but it is absolutely beautiful right now. I've got the front door open and letting a nice, cool breeze come in. I couldn't ask for more. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, I think that uh, today, since um, our topic is is a little bit different uh, in terms of um, synchronicity, I'm, I'm, I think everyone's lived it. Most people... Um, ignore it or call it a coincidence or um, or ignore it. I said that once, but I'll say it twice. Uh, yesterday when I was in the car with my friend, we were talking about the uh, how hard it is at times to stay in the moment that you're in, and yet that's really the only moment that you have, <laughs> that you can do anything active in. It's the only alive moment because the future hasn't come yet. The past is done. Most of us are busy recovering from the past and let the, the instant moment slip by. And one of the things that often slips by in that are those moments of synchronicity where you, you recognize someone or the spirit of someone in another person and you are uh, you are drawn to them but for whatever reason it, it may feel awkward to reach out and talk with them uh, or uh, you may not even recognize it you may walk let the moment go by and you're so busy busily absorbed in what's coming or what's past that it isn't until later in the day you realize and I think we've probably all had those moments where later in the day we recognize, oh, my gosh, I wish I would have done something then. And that's going to be our topic today is talking about that kind of synchronicity. I think opening our minds to the power of synchronicity helps to keep us in the present. And um, with that said, do um, I guess I'd kind of like to, to start uh, – before we do the centering, I would like to, to say the passage that I have from Rabia the Mystic because 
it means so much to me and keeps me so focused to know that everything around us, every moment is really infused with God's presence. If we just allow ourselves to see it, that's the greatest synchronicity there is. And that passage goes, on the mountain, in the valley, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only God. I melted like a candle amidst the sparks of the flames. I beheld only God. For me, that particular passage is truly a statement about the synchronicity of life. And Brian, I'm going to ask for you, and Bob, I know that Maybe I hope I'm hoping that you will pull one in uh, while we're doing this. But Brian, I'm going to ask you to do that uh, kind of invocation that uh, you have done so many times in the past. Because to me, it also, if one listens to the words, impresses one with synchronicity. Thank you. You're welcome. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with us. We will be healed as we let him teach us to heal. Lovely, lovely. And Bob? Let's all just remember to be thankful for the moment that we're in, be thankful for the friendships that we have, be thankful for our neighbors, our friends, our family, be thankful for the environment that's around us, and just remember to be thankful every day and let people know that they're appreciated and that you... are glad that they're part of the same universe that we are. Yes, that's lovely. That's lovely. And would you like to begin leading us in a centering exercise? And I'm going to play, for some reason, I think we can play other music softly. And I'm going to play uh, Meditation Station's Pool of the Soul today behind uh, you and Brian as the two of you lead us through centering exercises. So there we go. Okay. I'm going to use the exercise from... Uh, Janelle Moon's book, How to Pray Without Being Religious. There is a seed in you that is your center. It is your spiritual center and is the place where your love sprouts and grows. It lies in the heart, in the deepest place of your being, where love is never ending. It is the place where love can find protection. Love can find its roots. Love can find its wings to grow. This is your center. This is the place in you that holds heart with harmony. This is the place in which you matter. From your heart, you are centered. You are in a green, growing place of love. Love starts with you and shines its face on you. Love loves you. Love spreads to your neighbors, to the world. You are centered. You are love. You are centered in the wonder of love. Let us sit or lie down and lie. However you are comfortable for meditation, and let's take some deep breaths together today. And again, take those breaths how you want to take those breaths so that you're comfortable to relax. Just start by pulling air up through the... I always try to pull air up through my spine and think of that air as a bright light that is pulling the air up through your spine, up, Further up, further up, further up, until you feel that your lungs are full. 
but you're not uncomfortable. And then release that air. And as you release that air, feel that that air is actually coming out through the top of your head, that all negative energy, anything that's not positive is leaving your body with that breath. And as you let out that breath, let out all the breath that you can. Try to empty your lungs completely and release all of the stale air that's there. You should feel lighter, fresher now and pull in another deep breath. Pull that breath up through your spine, up through your gut. Feel it oxygen coming up through your gut into your lungs. Feel it in your throat. Feel it now. Release that air. Release all negative energy, all negative thoughts. Let your muscles relax. As you release that air, feel the muscles in your butt relax. Blow out as much air as you can. And as you pull in your next breath, just say a little mantra. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then release that air. As you release the air, say again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And let's sit quietly just for for a minute, listening to the music, taking in the music and pulling more air up through our body. Fill the air. Brian will continue with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. With this thought in our minds, let's continue to breathe in. And with each breath we take in, and as we let it go, we continue with the thought in the back of our minds of thank you and being grateful for life, realizing that breath is something that takes place without our having to make it happen. And indeed, the only thing that we can make happen is the lack of breath by holding our breath. And so when we let go into our breath and let it be just what it is at its natural state, on its natural pace, and being grateful for it, just in that practice, we are connecting to our center. We are connecting with God. So let us take our awareness to our breath with the attitude of gratitude. And as we breathe again in through our nose, I want you to take your attention to your lungs and your heart area, feeling life enter you with each breath, and feeling yourself extend that life with a resonance of love as the breath connects with your heart as you send it back out. And even the breath you are receiving the life you are receiving comes with an attachment of love. And so as you continue the chain, if you will, as you continue on with receiving the love of life and giving the love of life, again, you feel your connection with all of life. You feel connection 
with the life that you are in the center of yourself. And you feel the connection with the life of everyone else as you send it out. With this awareness, I want you to picture in your mind a loved one in your life. Could be a, your parents, a father or mother, could be a sibling, a child, a grandparent. And I want you to visualize this one face in your mind's eye and feel like you are making an invisible connection to where each breath you receive comes from them with their love and each breath you let out goes to them with your love. Keeping this breath, keeping this connection for a few breaths, connecting more with this one, feeling an internal connection. And now, as you sit with this feeling, again, have the attitude of gratitude and the thought of thankfulness for this one in your life you can know that they too are having the same feeling about you and they are offering their gratitude to you and their thankfulness. And in this connection, we can see that we are indeed connected with this one. And if we can connect with this one, we can connect with all others. And it's simply a conscious choice that we need to make to do this. And so now, as we continue with this feeling and this visualization, I want you to picture this one sitting in a chair all of a sudden in a comfortable, cushy chair, like a stadium chair. And then all of a sudden, Someone appears, appears beside them. Someone else that you love. And then to the other side of them, another appears. And slowly, one by one, more people appear in chairs in this stadium. Of which you are on the stage, if you will. You are at the center. And with each new one that joins in, you feel a connection with them as well. The same invisible connection and you can feel with each breath you take in the expansion of love as each one adds their thankfulness and love to you and with the residual effect of this you are able to return in kind the same love to all of them this is expanding your awareness of your connection with all. And this is helping you and them to see that we are all, all in D1. And it just simply requires a willingness and a desire to have this connection that we have just experienced. And now with this experience, we have a place, a remembrance that we can always come back to, to connect with once again, to refuel ourselves, if you will, to fill our tank of gratitude up again so that we can disperse it everywhere we go. So sit in this place and marinate in the juices of life, if you will in the resonance of love. And then share it with all others that you come into contact with.
let's sit for a minute and feel how long a minute really is. And shared by Brian and Bob. I'm always amazed at how long a minute is and and just the amount of peace that can be collected in a moment. If we would just breathe and remember our connection with each other, which is really on some level the total definition of synchronicity. It's the connection with each other. My... um, I think we'll begin talking despite the fact that we have meditation station. I'm going to try and turn it off. Let's see if I can get it to turn off here. There we go. All right. Wonderful. Hold on. My switchboard renewed. Just a minute. Let me turn it off again now. This may take two times, my friends. Excuse me. Something like a live show to in the piece of the moment. Now, hopefully it'll... Now, let's see. That may have done it. There we go. Oh, well. So... Cool off therapy. Yes. Yes, it is. Cool off therapy. I'm always amazed. So, uh, Brian, what does synchronicity mean for you? (coughs) Synchronicity to me is the unavoidable awareness that you are flowing with your center, that you are flowing with your being, that you are connecting with God. When life lays out itself before you without any effort on your part, that's when you know you're getting into the flow. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. In fact, I asked my friend the other day uh, if if she was noticing coincidences, that was the word I used. I'm not sure it was the right word, but just, and and she said something that really kind of gripped my soul, which was, well, I'm noticing that I'm more accepting of the things that are coming and less surprised by them. That's a beautiful statement of connection. I just thought, wow, yeah, that's right. Less surprised by them. Just more, it's a very natural statement. How about you, Bob? What are, you, what are your thoughts on synchronicity? Just letting your, going with your, for me, it's going with your intuition and not fighting things a lot, too. I agree totally with what Brian said and what you've said so far is what it means to me, but I kind of take it a little, maybe I don't want to say a step further, but I, I think that you maybe you lose synchronicity by not, listening to your own intuition and following your own internal instincts or sixth sense. And that's what makes us walk away from synchronicity because we, we fear that what we feel is not, maybe it's not, maybe it's not what's quote-unquote socially, socially acceptable or maybe it's not what you want it to mean at that time. I think a lot of times we we know what we're supposed to do and we don't do it because of fear or because it's not what we think is the best for us when in reality in the end we we always seem to find out that would have been what was best for us. So I guess yeah. I talked more to what how to get out of how, walking away from synchronicity when it when in fact it's just part of 
the here and now and very much part of living in the moment, which is what what our show is about really is living in the moment and practicing love and compassion, which are two terms that I think transcend all uh, religion, politics. It's equal opportunistic, let's just say. Yes, yes. I agree with you. And I especially, uh, you know, think that staying attuned to our intuition is is a crucial part of life that most of us, uh, many of us block. Uh, I, I, I have, uh, I think even, it's interesting, this all is kind of in line with conversations I've been having for the last couple of days, but I do believe that on some level, heightened six senses, really all that means, it's not that these people, in, that those of us, the three of us are no different than other human beings. We have all the human foibles, the fears, the um, which is, the most predominant one, but for whatever reason, we we don't forget our connection to the other side. So, so we perhaps have a little bit heightened sensitivity to intuition, and and we recognize that we don't um, ignore it, or we aren't blind to it. It's very much the Kabbalah idea that when the vase breaks and everybody's working to remember they are part of the one, those people who who came and stayed a little bit open to the other side have that heightened intuition and to me uh it's it's been the tool of life i've made decisions in life that other people have may not have understood and that had i been fear driven which is so much a human characteristic for all of us i would not have made but i had faith that uh, uh, it's a quote, and I believe this is, is from the Middle Ages, that when I came to the edge of all of the light that I knew and was about to step into the darkness of the unknown, that one of two things would happen. I would stand on solid ground or I would fly. And, and so intuition has opened that door for me. And so many people are not attuned to what, their own intuition is telling them. And I think that also is part of what the show is about because it it comes down to believing I am okay, which is the kind of the call letters for this program. I am okay. You are okay, I guess are the call letters. You are okay. But uh, the idea that it's not going to take the approval of any outside group, any any religion, uh, anything else to say that you are enough. That has to begin within you. And once you become okay, you become less dependent. Or once you begin to believe you are okay, because you always are. So you don't have to become it. You just have to believe it. Um, and that you're enough for God to be there with you every second of every day, a hand reach away. Once you believe that, then you become less dependent on um, the the scarce power resources that are defined by so many faiths and uh, that, well, you need to be a member of our group in order to be okay. And you don't need to be, a, you can be a group of one and you're okay because you already are. And that leads us to the economic analysis that the one resource we have that is infinite is love. And to me, synchronicity is, as Brian said, recognizing the connection, as you said, recognizing the intuition, and then living and taking the risk to live in love which sometimes means you don't talk when you feel like talking and sometimes means that you hug a stranger and always means that you try to stay active in the moment now. Those are my feelings on synchronicity. Well, you've been speaking a lot about intuition and you know me, I love to play with words. And to me... We have all we all know what intuition is, and a simple way of thinking of, of what intuition is 
would be to think of being into it. When you're involved in something, whether it be a soccer game or you just, you've had those times when you're just fully connected to something, you're right there with it. That's when you're into it. So that's when you're intuitive. And so when we can see and ex- remember that experience of being fully immersed in what we're doing, that is what your intuition can be called. And so imagine living your life 100% involved with everything going on, like that was the only thing that mattered in that moment, because indeed that's the only thing going on in that moment. And then when we are doing that all the time, then we see synchronistic events coming forward that say to us, okay, you've, if you've done enough over here with this thing you're doing, now let's bring your attention over here. And you don't need to fight against it. You don't need to be like, no, that's not what I want. You could be like, wow, that was perfect. Like for me, just for an example, like with my radio show yesterday, I had no idea what I was going to really talk about two hours before the show. And I just went into meditation and got this really wonderful idea to talk about. And I just got up and started talking about it. And it flowed really wonderful. And I was able to get into the meditation so that I could get into my synchronicity, if you will, and then I was led. And then even during the show, just it carries you along. And you, you, it's, it's like you're a beautiful ballet dancer just being carried along by the music. And if the music stopped, your flow would stop. And so when you're flowing with the music of life, then it carries you into the next move which is a spontaneous twist and twirl and leap. And it's a wonderful dance if you allow yourself into it. Perfect. I agree with you. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. And also, uh, when you're going, when you're in the dance and you're into it, and, and if you're into it in a sense, in a place of peace and, and, and satisfaction and believing you're enough, I'm enough in this moment. There's no need to engage in the chaos and the negativity around you and and interrupt the flow of your dance, the pattern of peace in your life. You can just let other people's perceptions be and exist as they are because every person's reality is different. And the only reality that you have control over is where you are in that moment. And if you choose to give up your peace and be a part of the chaos, then you're going to miss a step in your dance, the harmonious movement through life. And we all do miss step. We all do miss a step. But the glory of of practicing being at peace is you remember what it feels like. And by remembering what it feels like, you remember how to get there quickly, which in my Belief is three deep breaths for me. Bob, what, did you want to say something? Yeah, for me, it's, it's getting back to that and into the moment is taking those breaths too and and just being mindful of what's going around but not thinking about the future, not thinking about the past, just thinking I'm here right now and I'm okay and I'm safe, I'm Comfortable, happy. Yes, yes, I agree. That, once we do that, I think, you know, that, that gets us back to center, takes us out of the chaos that might be going on and either around us or the chaos that a lot of times we just have in our head. You know, the... Yeah, most <laughs> of the time that's where it is. I agree. <laughs> lots of times it is. It's in, it's in our head and sometimes we may... Not that we make up the 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 chaos because it probably is really there but it's a we need to make that decision to not live in the chaos yeah yeah I agree I agree we do we also need in some level I think to to strive not to assume we know what other people are thinking because when we make assumptions about other people's thoughts, we many times invite a chaos and that isn't even there. 
it's nowhere there in their mind, you know, uh, and, and, and it's interesting when you begin to start trusting that other people love you and don't have a reason to think bad thoughts about you, when you begin trusting your nature and that you are living by your nature, um, I think that the moments of synchronicity, and they aren't just meeting people that you think you know from another life or, or you for some reason just have a sense that you recognize their presence, it, that's really recognizing their separate connectiveness. Um, it, it's more than that. It's, it's just things happening in a way that you've anticipated they're going to happen, not with expectation, but just sense more of a sensate thing than an expectation because an expectation is, is generally laden with controlling how other people are going to act. Whereas a sense of things happening is, is just allowing things to happen as they do and acceptance. For me anyway. When there's three of us on here, it's awkward, so I, I call the names out, but you should feel comfortable charging in. But, Brian, is there anything more you would like to say on this? I think that peace and being comfortable is, is what synchronicity is all about. And it's taking a, an attitude or a disposition about observing life because a lot of synchronicities, we're having them happen all the time, but it's like the whole idea that we know of that says take time to stop and smell the roses. And that requires being at peace for a moment so that you can be with those roses. And so when we take time, and like both of you have mentioned, taking in that breath and breathing some fresh new air in to move some of the stagnant air that might be within us that are keeping us from being at peace, then we're able to slow the pace of life down in that moment. And that's when we're able to even notice the flowers and then approach them and be with them for a minute, maybe lean down and smell them. And so when we do that, it's an inherent essential part of synchronicity is to be at peace, because if you're not at peace, you're not going to notice that the simple, subtle nuances, like I mentioned earlier about the dance, is you have to be in tune with the music to flow with it. And if you're thinking about something else, or if even someone else is trying to talk to you, you can be knocked off the zone, getting, getting out of the zone, if you will. And so being at peace is being in the zone and getting out of peace is being out of the zone. And like you mentioned earlier, when you're not peaceful, you're blocking the synchronicity and you're blocking the being in the now moment. And so it's an inherent part of it. Yes. Everyone needs to just relax. Which is so hard to do and so easy to say, huh? <laughs> Our society is geared toward not relaxing, don't you think? I mean, uh, you know, we have, uh, I, to me, I'm a living example of that right here. I uh, came on my vacation, uh, the first day on vacation in what I have already self-proclaimed as my soul's spiritual, you know, grounding place. Uh, I have my laptop and I'm getting emails and I'm getting phone calls asking me about what a government code says and, um, my cell phone is getting emails. Uh, I'm hearing from friends on my cell phone uh, with emails, and then the phone is ringing. And, and finally, that afternoon, I plugged my cell phone into the wall because I realized I was never connected, disconnected from the computer. I had the laptop here, and was able to use that to answer the government code section. And I definitely impressed the person who was asking me, but at what price of my peace? 
you know, I thought about that. I thought, you know, I need to turn off. And so I closed the computer up and I plugged the cell phone in to recharge and I literally left the house. And I left all of these things that keep us busy, that keep us preoccupied with matters that we need to have a place for them in our lives because we all need to survive and we make our living surviving. But then we have to have a place where they aren't that's sacred. Maybe that's what sacred places really means. A spot where it's you alone in the synchronicity of the moment where you're opening yourself up to your vision of God. And letting go of the need to care about other people's visions, you know? And that's what I like today. When I leave today, I won't be taking my cell phone. You know, uh, I will return my daughter's phone call, who called a moment ago. If you all were hearing beep, 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 that was my kid. But um, beyond that, you know, I, my children, I have to always be available to. But I don't have to be available to everyone else in the world. Every minute of every day, you know, in my separateness. And by that, I make a distinction between our connected, our connection, our oneness. Synchronicity, when I recognize someone I've never seen uh, before in this life, I am remembering them from our unity as the whole in our connection. And I may also be remembering them from my, in my separate connectedness in another existence, another life. But it's okay to just in this life value your peace enough to disconnect from all of the human connections that we have floating around, the twittering the, or the tweeting, the messaging, the telephoning, the emailing. I think we need to disconnect from that a little. Any thoughts, you guys? Oh, I, I totally agree with you. I, as you know, I was on vacation for most of last week. And I, you know, before I left for vacation, I said I'm going to disconnect, you know, the the iPhone and not and take the, you know, delete delete the email account from work on it and not turn on my laptop and you know and of course that didn't happen. I ended up, you know, making sure that everything was going well and you know throwing my two cents in here and there on an email or a phone call and. You know, I never did really get. Uh, eventually, I got to the point where I could relax, but that's a whole. There's a whole different reason behind that, and the. Um, it took really being disconnected from that from that email to be able to do that, and I think it's hard to. We've set such high expectations of people and how quickly we're going to get back to them, that. When we don't, we feel guilty maybe that we haven't. Um, "Quote unquote," to use part of the theme for today, synchronized with them. Yes, yes. In, in in such a way that we're used to doing when we are turned on into work mode, where we need to be synchronized that much. But when we we have the uh, when we're fortunate enough to have vacation, which here in the U.S. we don't accrue enough vacation, like they they realize that people do need in other countries. The that time should be ours and shouldn't be. Uh, wasted on doing things that take us away from relaxation and, and being peaceful. And, and the same goes not for just vacation, but for weekends also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need that yeah. for ourselves. Yeah, I think so. I think so. That how much time, my friends, for our listeners out there, and for for the three of us, how much time do we really give to ourselves? Lots. Good. I'm glad to hear that. That you know that sacred space time for yourself. Um, I've. Um, I like to think that I am a meditative walker. Um, 
I hope that makes sense for those of you out there. Uh, what I mean by that is I, I kind of, for the most part, am in a meditative state 24-7. And yet, even believing and knowing that, the amount of time that I take to just walk outside and, and just enjoy the reality of that, the reality of knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm continuously in the presence of God and, and feeling the beauty of the moment. How many minutes a day do I actually give to just sitting in that peace? Last night when I sat back to back in meditation with a friend, which I hadn't done in years since I used to live in Santa Fe, and as I sat there I thought, why have I missed out on this? And you don't have to do it back to back. I mean, just taking a few minutes to just sit and clear your mind of everything. And I, I could feel the electric charges rushing up and down my spine as I was being recharged like a giant gas tank. And so I can say to you, I am an avowed believer that I am a walker, a meditative walker, and yet I'm not giving myself, truly myself, without expectation of what am I going to say on the radio program? What am I going to say on the Friday morning program? What am I going to say to this person? How can I deliver this message to this person? How can I do this reading? How can I channel this? Which I do 24-7. There are very few days that I don't deliver a message. To put all the other people aside and just bask in the wonder of God with me alone. Not very often. And that's what we need to, on a personal level, do for ourselves. Because if we think about it, if you think about it from like a farmer's perspective, if he doesn't plow the field and plant the seed, he won't have any gifts to give to anyone else because nothing will grow. And so when we grow the love with inside of ourselves, when we can, can grow the compassion and the care about another because we're taking care of our own fields, if you will, then we have plenty to disperse to others. And so we have to give our time, that time for ourselves to reconnect like in that wonderful meditation that Bob and I gave. It helps Absolutely. us to, when we do that, we're recharging our batteries like an electric vehicle, charging up again so it can go out. And eventually, as we take time to connect into that, it becomes more of a habit like all things. After enough time of doing it, it just becomes a habit that you do. And then eventually you're habitually walking around in a peaceful state. And doesn't that sound like a good habit to be? Um, That's why I call myself a walker. That part is true. I know the peace. I know the peace, but you do need to take the time to refuel. And when you do, my friends, we only have one minute left. I'm going to say namaste. Uh, I'm going to ask um, my two co-hosts to say namaste because when you refuel, you know how you feel. Um, Brian, uh, could, tonight we're, today we're just going to end with namaste. Can you uh, give your good wishes? Because I want to play myself hello light as our last message for the day. I bid you all farewell and thank you for coming and I hope that you will all give yourself some time this week, at least every day for about five minutes, at least that for yourself, to connect with yourself and be able to build that camaraderie or friendship with inside yourself that you might be able to share with others. Namaste. Bob? Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Remember to be thankful this week. Be compassionate. 
And remember, compassion means you need to take an action to be com- to demonstrate compassion. So let's all have a wonderful week. And yes, let's take time for ourselves. Start with five minutes. Move that up to ten minutes, and try to end this week with thirty minutes of of alone time, where you just sit and breathe and have fun. My friends, that's the end. Uh, I will, Bob, I will talk to you uh, later. Thank you so much for calling in. Everybody's gone but me. So hang on. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.